Hi. Hey, Adam. Hey. So we're here on the second edition of the Bridge Unlearning podcast here, which is pretty exciting. Yep. Um, today, we're going to discuss a topic that I think is close to uh, both of our hearts. It's one around. <laughs> uh, uh, well, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you introduce it? Well, so the topic that we're going to be discussing today is investing in Amazon. Uh, so there's something what you call which uh, which has this is one topic which has been buzzing on Twitter at least for the for the past few months. Like uh, like I see at least one tweet every day where you know the person is trying to say opportunity uh, like ta- uh, talent is evenly distributed uh, opportunities not. So we we'll just try to decipher what uh, what the statement really means and like how you know how do we actually uh, uh, make opportunity more symmetric to uh, to uh, for for the entire population yeah yes yeah, so you had this quote uh, that you had pulled uh, from Sam Altman saying the most important thing you can uh, do as a founder is to pick your parents <laughs> yeah. says is you know it's it's both kind of funny and and sad and and true all all at the same time so i wonder i was wondering kind of what you know what your initial impression was of that because when i saw it i was you know i had the same reaction i was kind of laughing and then and then crying a little bit inside (laughs) (laughs) yes so so this uh so i first heard this code and and what do you call in uh in a youtube video uh which uh which which was titled Conversations with Tyler. So like this, uh, the economist Tyler come like he hosts he hosts a series called Conversations with Tyler, you know, where he interviewed and Sam Altman was one of the guests. And so uh, they were talking about you know, like what is there in YC founders. And he himself said the he himself said said the said the most important thing you can get you can get to be a founder is to pick your parents well. Uh, and, and and he said, you know, that is a really, that is a really sad statement. But uh, and he and he said, like, if you if you were not working on YC and OpenAI, he would be working on solving this problem. So, yeah, like I mean, like at this point in time, uh, if you go and look back up, uh, to a bunch of, uh, if you go and if you take a look at a bunch of people's stories who have been who have been like immensely successful in life. Uh, they have been they have been crazy instances of these people. How do I put like very lucky? They got like crazy lucky as well. I mean, uh, I mean like the best use case which I which I talk which I would tell to a bunch of people these days is the is the story of Daniel Gross. Uh, so uh, preparing to go to army. When he was 18 years old, and then his father sent him a link talking about Y Combinator. Ended up applying over there, and like, and like in in, uh, in the next, he flew to uh, San Francisco, uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, what do you call it? The, the cradle of innovation, as they, as the people put uh, in the world. And uh, he ended up what do you call starting a company over there, and in the next four years, ended up selling the company to Apple for uh, for a few million dollars. Definitely not few million dollars, but yeah. 
and he was the director of artificial intelligence at the age of 23 so if you take a look and if you, if you try to analyze that story uh, he got lucky you know because uh, paul graham asked uh, paul graham said that you know that uh, we want you to just come here and like try to figure out which idea you want so that sort of luck it happens with very few people. i've been like analyzing a few statements and uh, it's it's just that like in fact like even in the case of uh, uh one of the one of the most famous american entrepreneurs uh, uh i guess sam bolt so yeah like even he, even he he got quite lucky in, in the beginning yeah yeah i think i think luck plays a huge part of it um but i i think you know one, one sort of component of luck uh you know there's there's a lot of ways to kind of pick apart mm-hmm. what what luck means right there's sort yeah. of the classical explanation of like you know where where talent meets opportunity or or uh you know that's where how you create luck would some people yeah. would argue but i think you know there there is a component of it that's just like are you put it around you are you putting yourself in situation to get lucky which i think you know a lot of people don't do and you could argue that uh you know the world in the world that we live in today it's just uh you're able to put yourself in these situations more than i think most people realize and you know even uh sort of grow you know if you were a kid growing up today in in the bay area mm-hmm. one one thing that i kind of tell people is like you you may not even even though you're close in proximity to where a lot of this sort of um mm. innovation and and opportunities exist you're not necessarily in in any better of position than somebody growing up in Israel or growing up in India and wow. so i think you know that sort of kind of that realization for me as someone who actually grew up in yeah. the bay area um i you know i think there's something to be said for that as well because yeah. you know when i was growing up i i actually I was proximity wise I was very close to where all this stuff was happening but uh, I could have been you know a whole world away because I I didn't have you know we had a an Apple 2 um <laughs> which was sort of I think you know a luxury back in back in the late 80s uh early 90s growing up mm-hmm. but uh I didn't even get started programming uh until I was in in college and that wasn't even through you know computer science program it was just kind of the luck of stumbling into a, a set of uh peers that that were yeah. programming and you know making money online and that's when it, I first kind of got the spark uh to do that and that that wasn't even in the bay area I was in San Diego at the time so I think you know there is something to be said for just like what is that spark who who is that spark where does that spark come from and I think that that to me is is sort of the the interesting question yeah so uh like in my opinion you know when uh, when we come to uh, i think uh, the whole phenomenon is this explained by the five chance theory you know you at the end of the day you become the average of the five people you spend most of the time with like i so like for say for someone like me i like you know, like i spend most of my time like around people you know, like who who are who are travelers or you know who are good storytellers so like so like down the line i i i i plan on perfecting that pitch so yeah in this case 
uh, one thing which you know which i tend to look at is is you know opportunity to do things like because uh, so if if we if i go in india and you know try to explore a bunch of people who are doing some uh, good who, who are doing somebody called some really good stuff i mean not not all of them are properly uh, appreciated or incentivized to do, to do such things like if you, uh, and like i honestly did not know about uh, didn't know about a bunch of these people before before i uh, before actually before we actually started working on bridge uh, and like yeah. and like and i guess it's been uh, we have in the past 6 or 7 months i have probably uh, come came across a bunch of these people who said yeah that the bridge is something that would help them out you know uh, far and far more than anything else could uh but yeah as you said uh i i think i think it's about you know it's about doing what what you want to do because uh like me uh the way i put it is uh like say like you know i so like i want to be in bay at some point in time in my life but like right now i i know i know i can't uh so it's it, i think i think it's about the access, uh, accessibility of in doing things the way that you want to the, the way that you want to do so so that so that that is the that is the whole, the whole factor kicks in i mean yeah proximity does play a role uh, it it also it also depends on your interests like if i if i were say you know spending time in uh so like say if i were born in like i am pretty sure like i like i i would end up what you call be much interested in the entire thing like when i was when i was uh, when like when i was 17 or 18 years old but now that i think of it if uh, say you know so being in a place like uh, san francisco is is what called, has become what you call a very uh, super crucial element now, like like there is great block uh, by what you call one of my favorite uh, guys on twitter sartha uh, karpakti so he writes this thing uh, that you know uh, that uh, Uh, a majority of uh, deals uh, in influential places say like silicon valley is driven far more by you know interpersonal communication rather than you know uh, rather than uh, rather than just you know just knowing uh, knowing the right thing all the time so i guess that that is that person i think i think i think we we saw what we got a fair uh, we saw fair so say for me like when i want to delve deep into isas or say like i so we don't have what we call much of much of experts in in india you know where we can go and just you know talk to a bunch of people but say for someone living in san francisco who's just trying to build something of this sort uh uh exploring uh exploring the idea with a bunch of people and and like something like that not accessible to him so so that is something to think about it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that, you know, you're right, and the, the the proximity does sort of it lowers the the barrier, I think, to to people feeling comfortable sort of either reaching out to each other or asking for help, asking for feedback and advice. I think that's something that the sort of is is baked into the culture of of Silicon Valley is sort of anyone yeah, exactly. can, you know, come and kind of and and you know reach out to somebody people are very open yes. and willing to help and sort of this culture of paying it forward i think is something that is is really critical there but 
you know, I, I wonder if that, if that is sort of more of just like a historical artifact of the fact that a lot of these companies had started in the Bay Area and there's more of a network here mm -hmm. that's kind of physical in network in terms of proximity mm -hmm. or is that something that's starting to change and it's just a mindset shift that's happening because I feel like you could make the argument that that, that sort of culture of openness uh, you know starting to become more exported or either that you know to other to other regions of the world or that the uh, that sort of um, openness is now not tied to location so that if you're you know say you know kid growing up in india today like all it requires is sort of access to to a twitter account yeah. um, and you can all of a sudden you know tap into that that same network so i don't think it's quite quite that simple but i i'm wondering if you you feel like it things are moving more towards that direction i, I, think, it's, I think it's definitely well, i guess i started twitter uh proactively one year ago uh, it, it was exactly one year ago when I, when I actually. Heard That's it? it, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that. It was just a year. Yeah. Nice. So like, I, I joined then, and like, um, then I just. Hoped... I was a, I was a late I was a very late Twitter adopter actually for for the by by Bay Area standards I think I, I signed up first in 2013 didn't really become like, I didn't really get it for the first few years. I just kind of was one of those people that signed up and like, didn't understand how to use it. And then I, I think only in the last year or two, I've, I've started becoming more of a, of a habitual Twitter user, but uh, yeah. So, yeah. So like, and, and like that is how I, I, I guess I first opened up my account when I was uh, probably in the first year, second year of college. And uh, that was somewhere around what, I, I joined in May 2016, so I was like super, like wow, super yeah. super late, and I had no clue, like you know, like how, like what, what do people do here? But I just been followed a bunch of people, and like I saw, you know, like there's a bunch of like really cool guys who are like saying some like super interesting things. I first bumped into Naval Ravikant's account, and I was like, holy shit, man, this guy is like, you know, this guy is the OG, and uh, then reached him for a while and and like after that I, I saw a bunch of so I guess in the past one year especially in the Indian context uh, what I am seeing like after me like I've, I've, I have seen a bunch of uh, this new crop of people joining Twitter and and they are and they're leveraging it in the best manner possible like uh, these days like almost all of my friends have have been like I'm I'm not sure, like, if I have any other friends other than Twitter, after, especially after dropping out of college. So, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's and uh, other than that, like, uh, recall. Uh, so, uh, one thing to look over here is like, there are some people who are what you call somewhat perfect. Uh, some this uh, this thing about learning on Twitter, where they they just go and they follow a bunch of like really smart people. And, uh, and and the best part is that, you know, like these people are like super open to new opinions. Uh, and, yeah. and so the Twitter is obviously, because one of the, uh, a good Twitter or a solid Twitter is like one of the biggest advantages that you can have to your name. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, 
yeah what do you think what do you think let's dig into that for a second because like to me that's interesting because it kind of speaks to this notion of you know how do you sort of curate this group of of sort of like mentors without having uh you know the overhead of 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 them it's not formal right it's not sort of like a formal mentorship i will be your mentor i will have you know a 30 minute call with you each week it's not it's more asynchronous and more like uh it's, it's just a different model of mentorship, I feel like. But like, h- how do you, how do you see that? How do you see that sort of like curating your, your own mentors and interacting with them, um, you know, as, as a kind of, kind of a strategy for, yeah. for, for um, you know, expanding your ambition? So one of the things which I have recently started doing is that, so I launched my newsletter around last week. And... Uh, so like you know just to you know like just to basically figure out you know what is the, what is the best stuff that is on twitter right now like uh, and you know to figure out you know, like who are the who are the guys you know who are pushing out the best content uh, right now so i so i don't have to call any mentors as like i i would rather call them friends because that is that is how like i spend most of my time uh, basically just talking to them and you know, like figuring out like if I can meet up with them at some point of time in my life. So, uh, curation list, the way it goes, like, you know, so I, so say, the first thing which I did was, so I went to uh, a novel to Vikant's account and all I did was you know, just check, just curate, uh, just see, you know, what is the stuff that he's liking. Uh, because Twitter has this amazing feature where, where it shows uh, what are the things that other guy is liking. So this is super underutilized, by the way, like yeah. in terms of like, like hacks, like I know there's some accounts like P Marquez likes for, for following Mark Andreessen's yeah. likes yeah. Uh, that still exists. Um, but, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to do in an active way. Uh, yeah. I mean, or in a passive way, rather, you have to actually go and seek, seek out mm-hmm. their, their likes through their profile. Is that right? Yeah. So I went to, so I went to like novel Ravikant's account and I saw, you know, like, what is the stuff that this guy's following? And that's how I discovered like my first set of uh, people that I could follow on. Yeah. Then I, so, and then after that, uh, a bunch of, then I discovered a bunch of new people who have, who who sort of, what what sort of was like perfected the the trick of learning on Twitter and like on social media and making their learnings public. So I met this guy called uh, Sarthak and like, you know, this guy, he has basically built his entire career on Twitter. I mean, uh, uh, and and like and he he and he introduced me to this talk by this uh, venture capitalist Bill Gurley. So where where he talked about you know the importance of connections. So so that's how like uh, that's how like uh, that's how like I was influenced. So what I think so let, yeah. Go go ahead. So so. So these days, what I what I mostly spend my time on Twitter doing is like you know, I so I pick I pick a person account say, so like one of my favorite Twitter is David Perez, uh, like he's like super dope writer. Uh, so uh, what I do these days, I just go to his like section and like see what is the stuff that he's like, and that's how like you know I I get like my dose. But yeah, like like this is where I learn something new. So yeah. That's, so that so that's a I think that's a good uh, sort of like tactic you know practically speaking in terms of how to how to connect to the right people that you yeah. want to follow. So let's let's talk let's talk about like 
step after that you know what how do you how do you then go from having this sort of network of of peers or fr you know friends as you you call them kind of twitter twitter friends uh to move that beyond the the friend stage and and really start you know engaging in in meaningful conversations with them like how how does how does that how does that play out so it's it's primarily it's uh, it's for, uh, like you know i first like would try to engage with them properly and then then try to shift the conversation in dms okay yeah. nice so it's, <laughs> yeah that's where twitter dms are where the the magic happens i see <laughs> yeah because that uh, i mean uh, not necessarily magic it's just you know like you're you're exchanging random ideas random conversations and like i i like after seeing this whole bunch of people who have you know made their entire careers just through this this platform i i i like i, I remember one thing like you know i was cursing myself for the fact you know, like why am i not why wasn't i on this app a bit earlier like why didn't i join this thing say in 2014 or 2015 i mean if i if i would have joined it at that time i probably would have gone to college as well Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was I was well out of college at the time, and I I didn't I I didn't take full advantage of it. So you know you were you were quicker quicker to adopt it than than I was. Um, but but yeah, like one of I, I think at at this point of time, just uh, just in context of people who I have been following. Uh, um, so uh, especially in the Indian context, I I I've seen a bunch of people who have you know just. Well, come up and uh, started using Twitter as their primary media, and and, yeah. and they're learning on it every day. So uh, the 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 uses are definitely gone in the Indian context. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna shift shift a little bit and talk about one more sort of topic around that's related to this. But um, you know, it's kind of around this notion of uh, role models, right? Yeah. So it's not. it's not about mentors it's more about kind of you know as you you put it like peers or, or friends like people that you see as sort of people within um you know your kind of sphere of people that that you know that are are kind of um fueling your ambition right so i feel like you know for me i know that this came through through uh roommates and friends you know i had this had this friend in college that was yeah. making $20,000 a year building his own website that really is what sort of uh started me down this path of of wanting to 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 learn how to code and and build websites and learn marketing um skills and and build upon that and it kind of snowballed from there so i'm i'm wondering you know how how you see this playing out like uh in terms of on twitter or or elsewhere on on in the digital world do you feel like having sort of like a peer group or 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 a uh um someone someone that um is is giving you the sort of inspiration that it's it's possible to do what they're doing does that need to be somebody that's sort of you know in your physical locality in your location or can you get that same level of kind of inspiration from from somebody that you see online that you consider a peer I think I think this is this uh, this whole notion has changed uh, like a friend. so like if you had asked the question if you had asked this question like about uh, like one and a half years ago I would have said you know like I want inspiration right in front of me because I remember I was uh, at this internship 
and the founder you know he was uh, like i remember uh, so he was he was he was based he uh, so the guy had so much confidence in him that you know like he ended up returning sequoia's money and shut down the company uh, after like 3 days of getting funding so uh, so i i saw you know like he is you know he's like the perfect inspiration for me because uh, so and like i i and, and i developed this student like i used to i i need to be physical around this bunch of ambitious people and like all i did after that thing was in you know, i i, I I tried, tried to join companies and uh, people who were uh, com- uh, and like tried to as many places as I as I could. So, uh, uh, but in like after after what called coming into this whole uh, Twitter world, like one thing I realized was you know uh, uh, that that you can basically curate this uh, this. this this list of people that you want to be like and just copy them like there's this great quote by uh, chamath from social capital which he says in in his stanford talk you know uh, like you have no idea like how much how much you can improve yourself just by copying a bunch of successful folks and <laughs> and and like i i very much agree with him on on that like i like i have like i like i remember so so there is concept the reading which has which has come up in the in the recent times so so what a bunch of the uh, what a bunch of my social you know like pick up a random person's blog so uh, like uh, we are uh, like i have uh, of people where what we do you know like we spend our we we, uh, we take one and we figure out yeah like this is the person that that we need to follow that we need to follow this week so say you know, we have a uh, to say we we pick a person like say mark anderson so you know like we we had to figure out in like uh, so so if you go and like what do you call just uh, explore mark anderson's blog uh, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff which he has written and and that and and only that blog will will take you place so that blog what you call directed me to uh, direct me to blog the founder of paypal and atrium uh and that that block was called direct me to a few uh, a few good new york times uh, new yorker articles about uh, sam altman and my combinator so 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 the thing was you know like you, you can just you can just follow these bunch of people and just try to figure out and like what is the stuff that these guys are reading what is like what is what does their daily lives look like and uh, what does like uh, how does like their their online content consumption happens what are the books which you guys are reading and and, and that's so you and you end up learning a lot yeah yeah no it's fascinating because it, it's almost like this passive form of mentorship yeah. that we were talking about right because you're not interacting with them even but you're able to now since we have you know things like uh blogs or you know blog roles back in the day you could see who was you know linking to whom uh now it's 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 even easier you know to go on twitter and like you know see which people people are following that you admire and you know where they're getting where they're learning from right so it's kind of this this interesting pathways that that get exposed to you um and you know it's it's not it's not even it's not even an explicit thing that somebody in their position is is going and and teaching uh you know any they're not they're not 
doing this with the goal of trying to educate or teach people, but the, the byproduct of them being open on, on, on these platforms is that people can go and sort of, you know, pick apart the pieces or their, their, their inputs uh, yeah. that are feeding their, their thoughts. So, so this, yeah. this is a very recent example that comes to my mind. So, so in, in the, in his conversation with Tyler, he, he mentioned this name of the name of this book, which was nothing but a collection of quotes from Napoleon on a, on a bunch of things. And uh, what the what the guy did, so so two weeks later, that book was priced at five hundred dollars on Amazon, and it was almost ten x increase. I guess it was it was more than twenty five x increase in the price of the book. So, so uh, I mean, wow. I mean, and and this is something which which very few people do. Uh, so, and like uh, just after article, just mentioning that book, the, the demand sort of just shot up, shot up like all, overnight, and. Wow. So yeah, like a, a bunch of people that are doing this thing, you know, where, where they follow up, where, where they pick a person and, and just, you know, sort of stalk him. <laughs> Which it sounds stupid, but <laughs> but uh, but uh, like uh, many people I know, they do that. And uh, they just yeah. figure out in, like how, what, what was his methodology. So if you if you go back, uh, so on, on my Twitter, like there's this uh, the first the pen tweet uh, which is there uh, so that uh, so i somewhat got the format from from this blog post which novel began wrote back around 6 to 7 years ago and uh, and and the tweet kind of just uh, shot up like when i posted uh, in a similar format but but focused on a completely different topic So he wrote this thing, you know, where, where, uh, where he basically said that com- uh, that a company is nothing but basically a simple annexes of the APIs. So you can basically outsource like every business development activity and just have only those people who can ship products. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 fascinating. So so you're saying that uh, so so stalking stalking is the new uh, apprent- uh, apprenticeship. <laughs> that's all that's just, just following them following them like uh what you call just following okay yeah, yeah just follow yeah. them like follow them in a good manner you don't just try to figure out like how are these guys doing it like what what are what are what is the stuff that these guys are reading and and you can like learn a, learn a shit load of stuff just by doing yeah no, that's a good that's a good uh good takeaway i think i think it's a good good uh Note to end it on, unless you have any other parting, uh, parting thoughts on this topic. That's it on my end. Uh, do you have something? Else? Cool. Well, I think uh, I think this is a good good conversation. So uh, yeah, good uh, good just chatting with you as always. We'll uh, yeah. we'll get back to, uh, to 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 stalking stalking our our uh, future mentors on online. Sure. Sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See you in Discord. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. See you there. Thanks for joining us on the Bridge Academy Unlearning Podcast. If you're interested in what we're up to, you can go over to bridge.academy or check us out on Twitter at join underscore bridge.